This week on the Buzz on Business, we continue our conversation with Andy Urich, Dr. Rick Wilson, and Raj Basu. Whether you're listening on your walk to class, drive to work, or a quick break in your day, we bring industry professionals and Spears alumni right to you. This is the Buzz on Business. Well, I I think absolutely without question, um, understanding that employers are looking for well-rounded people who can interact with a lot of different people. Um, and, and we all get that, right? Then making sure that we actually have a curriculum that can teach people to do that. It's one thing to understand it in the abstract, another thing to really implement something of that sort. You know, so many of our students are first-generation students. They just don't have role models uh, you know, that they can look at and go, that's how you talk to somebody important. Some, you know, so so I, I think he being able to put that in place is just a remarkable accomplishment. And the fact that employers now come to OSU to pick a student who can do that. I think of, of all the things, I would say that. So um, I think the greatest thing that Ken did was taking on the challenge of being a being a different candidate in a different dean he was an internal candidate someone who knew the place and uh stepped up to to um i guess accept the risk of of being dean in such a way as an internal candidate i think that that most of the times in the academic world we think about bringing in people with new ideas from different places and all that and uh, uh i think it's, uh, I think there was probably a lot of people watching to see what Ken did as Dean and he did a fabulous job. And I think that we probably, we probably didn't realize how much, how much under the, the gun he was with, with all that. And, and yet at the, we look here 10 years later and what a fabulous, fabulous job he's done. And, and I think that, that we appreciate all the people that probably took a little bit of an extra risk not, not that Ken was risky. I'm just saying the, the, the philosophy of how to improve a school of business. I think Ken's been actually the most different dean of all our deans, even though he came from, from inside. inside. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, think, I, think the, I, I think there's a lot to be said for understanding the culture, the culture, which is, of course, now we know as the power of personal. So I think, I think, I think we, those of us that have, in, have uh, enjoyed immensely working the last 10 years, we probably don't even appreciate how much under the gun you were. So, so thank you. So, so, so I had a couple of, uh, you know, when Ken became Dean, there were two groups of people. One were very happy because they felt like, well, you know, Ken's not going to push the envelope, so we're not going to have to do anything differently. Right. And the other one were like, and we can just run him over because he always has come across as a very nice guy. And I think both are very disappointed, both those groups of people, because he pushed the envelope. And, and, and you know, he, 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 people don't realize this, but he sort of is, a, in, a, in a very different way, a man of steel. He, you know, he's got that demeanor of a Colonel Sanders, and you know, he's very avuncular, <laughs> but, but he's not at all. Good grief. <laughs> I think tornadoes are caused by the positivity conflicting with the, with the whatever that was. Okay. But I agree with Raj. I agree. Actually, I would just extend what he said about Dean Eastman's greatest accomplishment being the focus on 
the person. And one of the things I think that is under-recognized, that Dean Eastman recognized, is that many, many people who um, come to this campus, including um, ISN, which is Joe, Joe Eastman's company, they will pay a very good salary. They'll hire a business major or a history major or a psychology major or a philosophy major. They're trying to hire someone who has good, for lack of a better word, success skills, people skills, right? Inter interpersonal skills. And if arts and science people can, can get these jobs, it isn't the content of the business class, it's the experience that you have being a business major. And that's why we tried so hard and, and it was unbelievably challenging um, for Ken to pull this off. But you know, I've been here 38, this is my 38th year and there's only been one significant change, and it was the change of the curriculum to being practical. And you know, I think now I've, I've answered my own question. Those guys in the old days were mean, but Ken did it by being um, charming, yet forceful and, and holding his ground. And I don't think, I, I think when we get our next dean and, and you see a movement to change, it is so difficult to change things in a business school. I think it's amazing that he was able to facilitate the change towards the practical focus, um, which, which is you know, benefiting all of, our, all of our students, regardless of major. Well, and I would say the three of you were extremely helpful. I mean, I, I alone couldn't do any of that, but we had enough people who were of like mind to help push it through and overcome the naysayers and the people who were categorically opposed. So it, it wouldn't have been possible unless enough people like you who stepped up and, and talked positively about it, talked to other faculty, and that, that I mean, I owe you guys a lot of uh, thanks because you stood alongside, and I know it wasn't easy as well because you had colleagues who were diametrically opposed to uh, some of these changes, but uh, you guys also stood your ground and talked it up and talked to alumni and fat, you know, and everything. So uh, it, it, it would not have been hap happened if it was just me, you know, Don Quixote uh, tilting against that windmill. So I'm very grateful for everything you guys have done to support it, support me in this process as well. So oh, I would have you. thrown you under the bus if I thought you were going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's only when I saw you were winning that I got <laughs> there. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank heavens we didn't blow a tire. I would have been in big trouble. I waited right? last minute and like, boom, got on the bus. <laughs> Plenty of time to jump off. Uh, Do you remember, yeah, back in the day, you uh, and you, uh, you do the fashion videos. You got to talk about that. I remember we, uh, I helped you out uh, uh, once or twice with, and I think even Joe Easton helped us. Joe all Easton one. did help us out. Um, so the, the the concept was, um, I, I back then and and still uh, one of the things that one of the everyone has sort of their charitable causes, and I've always um, been been interested in in. Um, the plight of the homeless. So we were gonna raise money for the homeless. And we were gonna do it by making what we called the business college faculty fashion video. And the, the scheme was you could buy a lottery ticket and it went downtown, there was, a, there was a suit store, and you could get a $250 gift certificate for a male or female interview suit. And we would sell, business student council would sell lottery tickets and we'd sell, one time we sold over a thousand, so we got and we get the, the, um, the gift certificate donated to us. And then to encourage people to come to the event, 
we would make um, this business college faculty fashion video, which was, we had an old school video camera, and I think Ken ran the camera, Joe Easton ran the camera, Greg Mosier from the old days ran the camera. I don't remember, Raj, if you were involved in, in running the camera, but we would burst into faculty members' uh, classes while they were teaching, put the camera in their face, and I would critique <laughs> Uh, what they what they were wearing, and of course they inevitably become nervous and say something stupid. So I asked, um, I asked Manzo. So the, the the men's store was Bates Brothers, and I asked, uh, you know, Manzo if that was a, a Bates Brothers um, tie, and he got all nervous and said he had he had ties older than me and corns on his feet older than me, and uh, that that video still exists of when I was interviewing um, Manzo, and then we got the football coach. Uh, Pat Jones was going to announce the winner, and uh, we got um, we we decided the 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 worst dressed faculty member was going to be Bud Lacey. I don't know if anyone remembers him, but uh, we got uh, Coach Jones to announce that the worst dressed faculty member of all was was Bud Lacey. So it, it was a lot of fun, um, and it was you know more. It was like the, and those were the times we would we would run into people's classes, interrupt, and everyone was, you know, no, nobody got upset, and everyone was happy to see us. Yeah. Was anyone uh, getting uh, nasty comments for faculty who were f featured in the videos? Yeah, we heard a couple of people's feelings <laughs> trying to be trying to be funny, which we probably um, shouldn't go into. But um, I remember the thing that Joe Easton did was we were we were doing a mocking of um, chariots of fire, where they ran in in uh, slow motion. So it was the old days. We had like a big camera on our shoulder, and it was very old days and so we, we couldn't put it in slow motion so we tried to run in slow motion and uh <laughs> joe easton ran three times faster than everybody else <laughs> so he, he won the chariots of fire slow motion race by running in fast motion so um yeah but it's fun i think we did it about three or four years and um by the end people would roll their eyes when they saw us coming and you could <laughs> see because when you first started your hair wasn't as long and it got longer and longer yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, the hairstyles for me were suboptimal. There's no, there's no question about that. You had complete Fabio hair at one time, although nobody anymore knows who Fabio is. Yeah, it was, it was blonde. I actually may have a picture. No, let's not show the picture. <laughs> Ten years from now, I'll probably still be working in it. Because <laughs> as Raj was nice to point out, nice enough to point out, I'm an old dad. With um, I have uh, two ten-year-olds, so I have eight years until they graduate. And although, hopefully, they won't listen to this. Uh, like their dad, neither one is is showing really an interest or an aptitude in getting good grades. So we may have to bring them into OSU through NOC, right? And, and, and then if they can pass 24 hours and they come in. But I have promised them that if they come to OSU, I will hang on for a couple of years so they can be in my class. Of course, that could be what a 10-year-old wants. By the time they are of that age, like, Dad, you need to quit. I'm not going to campus where you're a professor. But I am... Um, uh, I still love being in the classroom. I'm very sad uh, Ken's d deserting me in, in this thing. I thought he could have, you know, gone back to faculty. We could team teach a class or something. But I, I remember the whole, you know, 38 years fondly. And I, um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to love uh, the next eight to ten years as well. I, I, I enjoy the whole thing. Um, I, I think, well, 10 or 20... 
10 years from now, I don't think I will be at the university, but I will remember these guys. Um, and, you know, because Andy and I, we live just a few miles apart. I think we will always be friends. But I think this friendship is going to be special. But the other thing I'll remember, I, I think always will be true is, you know, when I look at my, say, 20 to 30 people that I'm closest to, 10 of them are former students. And, and I think that's the most special thing I'm taking away from OSU or will take away from OSU is that a very large part of people who are my friends are my friends because either I worked with them or they were in my class early, you know, and just a few years younger than me. And when it's a few years, you know, 10, 15 years younger than me. Yeah, I should have said that. I love when I'm walking around and some student from the old days comes up and, and says hi, just flattered to be remembered. And then they'll tell me something that, I'll, that I said in class that they remember. I'm like, good God, I hope I didn't say that. <laughs> I got to tell you something. I had a policeman pull me over one night for speeding, and in the dark, I'm giving, I give him my um, driver's license, and he looks at it, and he said, um, Raj Basu. I said, yes. I said, are you, sir, still at OSU? I'm like, yes. He said, do you still hang out with Andy Urick? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he said, I was gonna let you go, but I don't think so. <laughs> I have no doubt. All right, well, it's always hard to follow these two guys, but but tw 20 years from now, I'm not sure I'll be remembering a whole lot of, of, of anything. I <laughs> hope to be able to find where the where the uh, the bathroom door is and, and things of that nature. Actually, 20 years from now, I hope to be able to to have experienced coaching my granddaughter in, in softball or something like that. Uh, 10 years from now, um, I hope that, um, I mean, I've probably, and this is going to sound too sentimental, sorry, but but with these three guys and a lot of the other folks here on campus, um, I feel like the last 32 years, I've uh, been such a tremendous growing up experience in, in such a good way as far as going coming from a naive Nebraskan, uh, which I was a, a naive Nebraskan. Heck, if it wasn't for Ken, I probably would have blown myself up in my first duplex <laughs> here in town because I tried to light the pilot light or whatever it was you I was trying, trying to, to light. You thought the water heater was your heater. Yeah, and I yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. God's sakes, Rick, don't yeah, get somebody yeah. to light your heater. <laughs> but but through all the through all the the naivete of of and kind of being uh, dressing like a flood victim, and thankfully Raj has been very very good with you. I just recently got. Raj's help on on wardrobe still, although my wife is more more than happy to help me. But but it's been a tremendous growth experience, and I think at the same time watching the the students and seeing how when they come back and and tell us about their experience, they make us at least they make me sound a whole lot better than I know I was. I can only imagine what a horrible job I did teaching the first five to ten years. But uh, uh, but I'll look. I, I don't think that's true at all. I mean, I think you were always really good. All of us were always really good. That's yeah. just the. You know, I would agree. I don't think you started. I don't no, think you had no. a slow start at all, Rick. <laughs> well, I, I, some I, people who are bad and have been bad since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably getting worse. But, but it's, but what it's. What Raj it's, is saying is, you're no better now. So he hopes. You're right <laughs> yeah, <better>. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just been such, such a. I mean, it's a, a life changing experience for me because I would have never thought that that I would have come to Oklahoma State in the first place and then all these years later and and all the great smart people, uh, all the great beautiful people and, and all that <laughs> Raj. So but uh, it's it's been a great existence. I hate for it to 
to end, and I guess I, I don't want it, but I'm glad that Ken gets to kind of name his terms. You know, that's something that, that we talked earlier, right, about, about uh, the late Dr. Meinhardt, and, and not want to put a damper on things, but he didn't get to name his terms, you know, and, and so to see, uh, we'll miss Ken dearly, and uh, he's just a short 450-mile drive or whatever it is <laughs> up to Des Moines, or whatever, 500. It's about or, 500, it's a seven-hour drive to Des Moines. A, we should do a road trip to, what's this, where are you moving to, Omaha? I don't have an address, so. <laughs> Des Moines. He's not going to tell us where <laughs> he's going, Roz. Come yeah, on, yeah, you got to yeah. be quicker on the update. I'm going to be like Trinipole. I'm going to get a tra big trailer. He doesn't want to see uh, us for years. <laughs> You know, but I, I agree with all you guys. I mean, it's <laughs> once we get a house, well, I'll make sure to give you the address. Need a house? What are you moving to? Don't they have hotels where there that is? No, it's Des Moines. Iowa. It's an isolated place. You know, there's, there's, there's people drive through Iowa. They don't usually stay. In Iowa? Yeah. Oh, it's in the middle. <laughs> But I mean, I think, you know, people have asked me, oh, you know, I, I said, well, it's going to be hard to leave. It's, and it's been the people, the students, the, the faculty and staff I worked with. I mean, just the people here have been amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm like many people. I thought when I got here five years, we'll be out of here. You know, and the five became 10, 10 you know, then it just because the colleagues I had were so great. Uh, no matter what was going on in the university anywhere, I mean, we just worked with so many great people like you that why would I risk leaving? And nobody else would have you. Uh, well, there's that too. <laughs> there's that too. So My when, options were limited. So so when, when Rick said smart and good looking, I, I got a, a story popped into my head. When we, um, when we announced the Easton Center, we had a big, uh, a big reception. And uh, Raj and I were, were asked to, uh, you know, thank Joe and do the announcement. So Joe comes up from Dallas and he pulls me aside and he goes, Handy, uh, you and Raj, you know, you, you have this thing sorted out? Uh, he's checking to see if we're going to mess it up. And I said, yeah, yeah, here's our plan. Uh, Raj is going first because he's good looking and I'm going second because I'm funny. And Joe goes, uh-oh, Raj <laughs> not good looking and you're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but somehow we survived. Somehow. So. <laughs> somehow we survived. I'm actually sentimental talking about that. I, I love Ken Eastman. You know, I, I, am, I am so glad. I, I actually came to OSU for, for, because of two people. Um, Wayne Meinhardt, who picked me up at the airport. And the first person, and, and Nick Dalal showed me that, you know, I never got to meet Ken that night because he was at a Garth Brooks concert in the Gallagher Iba oh, Arena. that's right. I forgot um, about that. So, and, and I had never heard of Garth Brooks before coming to OSU. <laughs> and, uh, and now so, you have all his albums, right? Yeah, at right. I <laughs> and I had never heard a country music song before I came to Stillwater. And I actually have everything from Merle Haggard to, uh, you know, Patsy Cline. I mean, it, it, anyway, that's beside the point. Everything from Merle Haggard to Patsy Cline. <laughs> <laughs> they sing it alphabetically. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, but then I met Ken next day, and I, and, and I decided that I, I, when I first came, I was ambiguous. You know, like, yeah, um, I mean, sort of ambivalent, that if I get the job, great. If not, it's okay. And then I met Ken next day, and I said, I want this job because I want to work with Ken Eastman. Actually, Rick Wilson, too, because Rick Wilson, we were all in the same department. It used to be the same department. And so um, I wouldn't have come here if Ken Eastman and Rick Wilson had not been part of that group. As I say, there's, as I mentioned before, with the story of the, 
of the lighting the water heater on fire or whatever it was. That, I think that same week I was in Oklahoma, Ken had to come out and help me jumpstart my car because Oklahoma sucked the life out of my battery and all that. But, but I think that um, through, the, through the ups and downs of life that we all have, I think the one constant that has all for the last 32 years in Oklahoma, I always knew that, that Ken and Lori were always there for whatever, you know, mainly work stuff. But if, if, uh, if I knew that if I needed to borrow a truck <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, or just, just whatever advice, I think that having, having those people in your life, um, it's, it's a rarity and one in which I greatly benefited and I'm grateful for. And I would say without question, and I am sure Ken knows this, he's been one of my very best friends in, in my life, and I spent a tremendous amount of time with him, was um, difficult for me when he became dean because he became busy and didn't have as much time to play anymore. And I hope now that he's retiring, we will be able to play more because it, but it was tough. But if this isn't um, a testament to friendship, when, when Ken was about in his late 50s, I'm like, dude, I'm going to get a U-Haul truck. I'm going to load up some stuff. I'm going to put my car on a trailer. And you and I are going to move furniture from here to Colorado, where, where my summer house is. Ken's like, okay. And uh, <laughs> jumped in the truck with me and, and drove up there. And I think that's the ultimate, the ultimate sign someone's your friend is they help you move your junk. And mine was... <laughs> it was <laughs> I know. I know. It was a completely unreasonable ask. And... Um, I, I I feel like um been such a great friend and I and I feel like he has done so many things for me and would do anything um for me and I hope in, in the next chapter um he has a lot of time to play because I've missed uh having having as much fun as we used to and I and I hope we will again. Yeah, and I I, I guess and conversely, I mean I, I think the reason the three of us have been friends all these years is that uh, through thick and thin and everything we've been through a lot uh, both you know professionally personally and all that stuff but I think uh, being able to count on you all uh, and you know being uh, predictable is a good thing uh, and uh, like I said before I none of what we've accomplished would have been possible without you guys you, you know we've also never competed with each other like even if we're competitive doing trying to do something, we've never actually competed with each other. We've always wanted sort of the best for each other. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I've never, I've never felt in competition with well, except Andy doing extension stuff because he was so good. <laughs> but yeah. that was that was it. But yeah, uh, but you beat me at squash, so we're yeah. 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 That, it balanced out. Uh, so and I've been the same weight all my life. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Well, any uh, final words? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a, a great honor to sit at the same table as, as three of the most of the best well-spoken storytelling people on on campus. So I appreciate the the invite. Is kind of the, kind of the little younger brother. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's Rod. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I think one thing that always you think about when when we started, we were all a bit snarky. Right, so we are the ones making fun of administrators and that stuff, and now look at us. Everybody's <laughs> making like, fun of us. Yeah, that's right. I know. So. I know. I'm still making fun of you three. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
And um, I hope this podcast is uh, heavily edited (laughs) and that they can tease out some some pearls. And I'll also say you can edit this out, but I I hope uh, somehow Rick Wilson becomes the next dean. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) And we could all come back together in eight years and do the bye-bye, Rick, and I'll still be here. Well, thank you all for listening to this edition of the Buzz on Business. Uh, Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time.